To ensure Racefuel's customers can have next day delivery, our stock of racing fuels is warehoused all across Australia and New Zealand. Racefuel stock is available via distribution points in Sydney, Brisbane, Perth and Auckland. And of course our head office is based in Dandenong, Melbourne. Racefuel's distribute and deliver the drums to your workshop, tune house or racetrack. So even if you're in lockdown, we can get your fuel to you. Find out more at racefuels.com.au Two of the very best operators marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as all Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. That was a brand new ad from Mark Tierney. Thanks to Race Fuels for its continued support of this great podcast. It's parked up. We're powered by Race Fuels. I'm joined by Tony Delberto. He's got some pretty fading internet today. He's got some big mm. internet dramas happening out there in the east of Melbourne. Tony D, what is happening? No 5Gs uh, available for you. No, that's right. I'm having some big dramas. So my uh, Wi-Fi is down. So I'm trying to hotspot off my phone and it's pretty average, to be honest. So if you can't understand a word I'm saying, um, believe me, I'm trying. And Grant <laughs> will try and stop me and edit it to make it sound good. But we might be here all night uh, having to redo this podcast time and time again. But hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Parked Up. And talking about race fuels. I did actually go down with you last mm-hmm. Friday mm-hmm. Uh, to visit Race Fuels and Martini and the crew down there. Yep. Um, and we had some pizza for lunch. Mm. Delicious. That was a bit na- that was a bit naughty. Why was it um, naughty? It's, it seems like a perfectly good Friday to me. It was delicious, but it was a bit naughty. I felt pretty guilty. I actually, once I got home from Race Fuels that afternoon, I got back on my bike and pumped out some K's to try and counteract the the amount of uh, pieces of pizza, but no, it was good to catch up with everybody, see what they're up to down there. And, um, you know, they're just waiting for racing to get going again, really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's been a few state meetings which have uh, fallen by the wayside, um, particularly up there in New South Wales. There was a race meeting that happened over the weekend in Queensland, slightly compromised with some numbers as well. There was meant to be quite a large, uh, large race at Sydney Motorsport Park, uh, which we know some of the some of our mates were driving up to or flying up to, and the truck got turned around halfway through. So, um, you know the the supercars cancellations of events last year, this year, TCR and those sorts of things they get heavily publicised. But the effects of COVID that we're seeing now with flare ups in Sydney, Brisbane, Perth, even Northern Territory, is really having its effect on the on the industry from from top to bottom. So. Uh, look, our thoughts are with all of those people who are struggling and, uh, and, and you know, missing out on various things. So um, hang in there. We're, uh, we're, we're going um, to fix this up one day, I guess. Are we? I don't know. Well, I'm just, I'm just going to say that that's going to happen and hopefully it, it just happens. Isn't it funny? It's sort of funny, though, like uh, being a Victorian um, and we're sort of in the clear, so to speak, and everybody else is struggling massively. Um, we certainly know what it's like, you know, we've been in lockdown so many times it's shit. No one likes it. You know, it's, it's pretty damn miserable, but I think it is pretty necessary. You know, I think you you sort of, we have to do it. We have to try and knock this on its head. And, um, that's the only way it seems to really does, does make a dent. So bear with it, bear with the decisions of the government, I guess, and, uh, do the right thing. And hopefully we'll all be uh, back to normal soon. Mm, yep. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, of course, we've got Townsville coming up for supercars in just over two weeks. I definitely want to go up there. I got pretty used to having some uh, waking up to some pretty hot mornings uh, up there in Darwin last week. And um, it was uh, when I came home from Darwin, my first night back in Melbourne, one of the gates at my house hadn't shut properly one of the little uh small garage doors and in the wind it was like rocking and making this huge sound it was like four o'clock in the morning and as soon as i heard it i thought i've got to go fix this up not just because i can't get back to sleep but because like it's waking up half of the neighborhood so i quickly ran out uh, ran outside to go and fix it up and i very quickly realized i was back in melbourne because 4 a.m in melbourne is nothing like um the early hours of a darwin morning that is for sure especially when uh yeah you don't wear pants to bed 
<laughs> Mate, we don't need to need to think about that vision right there. Ah, okay. No, well, no, anyway, no, no. no. That's, hey, you, know how, um, you know how I roll at night, Tom. Yes, yes, yes. Hey, uh, special uh, event coming up this weekend. Big, yes. big event. Tell us about it. Yep. So the uh, the launch of my Little Heroes books, five kids books that I wrote during the uh, COVID period last year, and they finally come together. Everything's good to go. I've worked um, worked with an artist to put together some really cool pictures. So really celebrating the lives of five of uh, Australian motorsports finest, Jim Richards, John Bow, Dick Johnson, Molly Taylor, and Peter Brock. So the five books will be officially launched out in the east of Melbourne, out at our way, Tony D. And it's open for everyone. Ever anyone can come. It's this Saturday, eleven a.m. at the Realm Library in Eastland. No need to uh, respond to any invitation or uh, or anything. You can just roll on down. As long as the uh, COVID numbers don't do much, we can have heaps of people come into the library. Uh, and you might even get to meet Jim Richards and John Bow as well. They'll be there, and uh, yeah, kind of looking forward to that. It'll be the uh, the final little tick, the final little hurdle for um, for these books. And uh, yeah, hopefully anyone who pre-ordered might even have their book now, courtesy of our good friends at the V8 Sleuth. So uh, Aaron Noonan's actually going to be there this Saturday. He's going to host the deal. I'm just going to hide in a corner and um, and wish the uh, wish the day away. We'll have plenty of books on sale. Jim and JB will be there um, for autographs. And um, yeah, should be a good day. Are you going to come? I'm, I'm definitely going to come. But uh, I think we should offer our Pucked Up listeners some sort of special prize if they come along and mention they came because they listened to the podcast surely they can get a set of books or something i know you want to sell it make, make a million dollars out of this this little scheme but surely you can give something away um okay what okay the first person who comes up to us comes up to uh you or i and says like a little code word they can have they can have a free book of their choice what what would okay. it be what what's the code word we have not scripted this in any way um Think of a funny word. What is it? Moist. <laughs> That's a funny word. That is a funny word. All right, let's go with it. Moist. First person to come up to either Tony or I and say the word moist can win themselves a children's book. It's not really a children's book sort of word, is it? But that's okay. That is okay. Anyway, it'd be great to have a uh, a bunch of people come down, whether they listen to the to the podcast or not. I think it'll be a good day on Saturday. And after we do that, then we'll definitely go out and probably have a couple of beers at the uh, local pub, which is conveniently placed right next to the library. How convenient! I'm looking forward to it. Actually, celebrate the journey that you've been on to finally get these books out there. Hopefully you've sold more than you do and uh, the beers are on you. <laughs> um, that's the only reason I'm coming. Thank you. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Thank you. I'm here to support you, sponsor you through your, uh, you'll have two beers anyway and you're done. <laughs> you're cheap, cheap night out. Very cheap. Exactly. Date. Very cheap date. But I can just walk home. I can just walk home. So Yes, you are close. You are close. All right, cool. Hey, uh, so in this episode of Parked Up, I think we're up to number 64. Uh, we're going to catch up with Connor O'Brien from speedcafe.com. He, hopefully he's going to tell us about some racing cars that happened over the weekend in Formula One MotoGP. This is some supercars news to go through. And we're going to speak to the great man, Garth Tander, who is now basically leading the supercars commentary team. He's pretty much the head honcho. Oh, Scaifey will hate you for that. He'll no, hate you. No, 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 no. Scafey's the man. He is. He is in he his is, own lunchbox, and, but he's the man. And Neil Crompton is obviously also the man. Unfortunately, no, no, Neil Crompton is the man. Forever the man. He's the forever man. But unfortunately, Neil's uh, uh, yeah dealing with his uh, prostate cancer issues. Of course, we wish him the very best. In the meantime, we've grabbed his co-pilot Garth Tander, uh, and we'll ask him about some uh, commentary stuff and some of his other racing insights that he might be able to give to us but uh, before we get to that let's get into the news 
And this is the news. The news is brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au. They'll make your online presence awesome, just like this bloke on the other end of the phone is going to make us look awesome. His name's Connor O'Brien. He's from speedcafe.com, and he watched some car racing over the weekend. Connor, how are you? Uh, g'day, uh, g'day, Grant. Tony, uh, wasn't sure if uh, this day would come to get the, the call off again. Come to the shock. <laughs> number number two, brother. Number two, number thank two. you very much for coming back. We had some Formula One on the weekend. Max Verstappen took another race win and has really put a big, big thumbprint on the 2021 World Championship. Is this the year he gets it done? Yeah, it's looking good, isn't it? Three... What's that now? That's a, a, I think three in a row and four for Red Bull. Um, so, yeah, uh, no, it's, it's looking very good. And, yeah, for sure, this is the first time that uh, Mercedes has pro- like really looked like not the, the class of the field uh, since the hybrid uh, turbo era it started in 2014. So, yeah, no, it's, it's looking great for Red Bull. And, um, yeah, you'd have to think the way it's shaping up. And Mercedes have also, I believe they've said that they've kind of stopped development on the 2021 car and shifting to next year. So, uh, yeah, sounding like it's pretty, all, all things ported towards uh, the staff and having a great opportunity. I can never believe Mercedes or Red Bull in the media. Uh, they always seem to talk a bit of smack. But uh, talking about bad weekends, Dan Ricardo, another shocker. What the hell is going on? I, you know, I, I think everybody's starting to lose a little bit of faith. You know, come on, we're all Dan Ricardo yeah. fans, but it's been shit. Yeah, it's definitely come as a shock, uh, I think. Uh, um, you know, of course, there's a bit of like getting used to the cars. I'm sure you'd uh, be familiar with Tony that it does probably take a little bit just to get used to a, a different car or a different team. But I mean, um, yeah, I don't think anyone really saw this coming, how prolonged and how profound the, the differences between him and uh, Norris. I mean, Ricardo obviously did have a little bit of bad luck where uh, he had the loss of power temporarily, which lost him, I believe, four spots um, uh, during that opening stint after he'd made a bit of ground. But I mean, yeah, nonetheless, he's qualifying pretty consistently several roads back from Norris and uh, they, they seem to think that the car has got a certain way you need to drive it. And obviously that's not matching how Ricardo likes to, to go about things. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, becoming an increasing concern. Especially when Norris is doing such a good job. He's really getting up there. You know, I think it's four points in every race this year. Another fifth position last night. So very, very strong for him. And he's, he's just knocking on the door and says and ball. Um, and often beating Ferrari. So he's either in absolutely stellar form or the McLaren actually is a very good car at the moment. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Norris is, uh, he's doing a great job. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you'd have to think even at an absolute stretch of, uh, you know, the Mercedes did want to have a, a guy lined up to, you know, uh, for, for a future season, he's putting in a pretty good, uh, pretty good case, uh, but, yeah, he's clearly in good form. I mean, he does have the benefit of being well versed with uh, with that McLaren car and how how to get the speed out of it. But, but yeah, he's uh, yeah been just about as impressive as anyone this year. You sound like you've got some big crazy cockatoos in the background there. What? what where are you? What are you doing? Oh, look, uh, that's commercial and confidence, Grant. <laughs> uh, that's fair enough. Okay, no worries. <laughs> Uh, is that because you don't want uh, your boss Crusher to know that you've uh, skipped out of work for the um, for the afternoon? Oh, yeah, I can neither oh, confirm nor deny. <laughs> now, um, Connor, we also right. had, yeah, sorry, mate. We also had some MotoGP over the weekend, uh, which was only just before that Formula One race. Fabio Quartararo was the victor. Jack Miller had a race that he'd rather forget. Yeah, yeah, he. Uh... Yeah, you can say that again. Uh, he uh, so he started eighth and uh, was sort of running around in eighth, pretty, pretty uh, sort of innocuously there. And then um, yeah, went down at turn five there at um, Assen, and uh, uh, yeah, and so like yeah, pretty much dropped to the back. And then a couple of laps later, I had to had to retire the bike. Just uh, 
yeah, seemingly, I guess, from uh, from damage. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, obviously a, a big hit for his world championship hopes because yeah, now uh, Quadraro, who was already leading the championship, has now put another twenty five points on. Uh, so yeah, he's uh, yeah Miller's now a, a roughly two Grand Prix, two full Grand Prix behind uh, the, the world championship leader. So yeah, it's uh, now head into the summer break. But yeah, he's got a bit of work to do. Connor, we thank you for uh, joining us on Parked Up. One last question, mate. The big news that has been rocking the world and it's been coming to us via speedcafe.com is continued talk of the sale of the supercars business. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Do you think we'll see the supercars championship sold to a new suite of owners before the year is out? Scafey. Um, I, I don't think it's going to happen in the next month or so, but I, yeah, I think there's a fair chance, um, it could happen by the end of the year. I think Archer are pretty motivated to kind of, uh, to sell their majority share. And, uh, yeah, as we've learned, I guess in the last week or so, there are some really good contenders, uh, in the mix to, to buy that 65%, um, if not more, I guess, but I mean, yeah, certainly 65% that Archer have. Um, and that's, I think it's a great thing for the sport, really. Like, I mean, people have different opinions about, you know, uh, some of the consortiums, like, you know, the, that are in the mix. But I mean, in the end, I think what Supercars needs is a, uh, an owner that is, yeah, that loves the sport and is dedicated in to it. the sport. Yeah, and interested in it, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I think it's a really great thing uh, out of some of the names that have been thrown in the mix, like, you know, Scafi and Morris and... Uh, whoever else uh, yeah like if, yeah I just think that it sounds like we're on a on a good path there how much do you reckon how much do you reckon it'll go for how much do you reckon the 65 percent will be What's it's um it's like a, it's a complicated one because there's a couple of factors that could potentially alter the sale price in terms of it could sell for less but then the teams make more money sort of, uh, I guess, um, out of their wrecks and stuff like that. So, like, I, I guess there's a couple – it's hard to give an exact answer because there's a couple of different ways it could play out uh, with, yeah, how um, how the, the deal is actually done. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, someone said it's kind of like – I've heard someone say it's kind of more realistically in the vicinity of 100 mil, but it could go for more like 50 mil and then, like, uh, the structure kind of changes a little bit, which helps out helps out the uh, the team's like uh, ongoing income, I guess. So it's, uh, yeah, it's hard to give you an exact answer there. But so what, what did it sell for previously? Because I think each rec got, was it 4 million? I believe if I, if I haven't got my, I've had a few numbers going around in my head, but uh, I think 180 was what yeah. Archer paid for their share in 2011. Yep, makes sense. Yeah, so obviously so, it has so decreased. Yeah. <laughs> and Connor, also some really good news regarding the Bathurst International event, Super Cheap Auto coming on as the title sponsor for that brand new event. Uh, it's been a um, it's been a, a, a couple of years in the making. Tried to get it off the line in in 2020, and COVID put paid to that. But it looks like in 2021. Barring any more Sydney flare-ups, this thing's <laughs> going to go. This thing's going to go ahead. It's great that Super Cheap have have come on board and that they still retain a little piece of that mountain that they lost to to Repco in the Supercars Championship. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Super Cheap and uh, Bathurst sort of go hand in hand, and uh, this is like this, this is a really exciting event. Uh, I can't wait to see uh s5000 is going around there and of course um you know some different formats uh going around for potentially with tcr and wherever that sort of lands but i mean yeah terrific for super cheap uh who you know obviously are maintaining their investment in motorsport despite you know that that Bathurst deal having come to an end at the end of last year with the the wild card for Ingle and feeney that obviously the backing naming rights partners of tcr and now for to take naming rights for the Bathurst International. It's, um, yeah, no, so it's, it's really great. Um, and yeah, it's, yeah, uh, fingers crossed the, uh, the COVID situation is uh, all clear for then because yeah, it should be a great event. 
Mate, speaking of COVID, are we going to Townsville? Is it going to happen? You're a southeast Queenslander. So. I hope so because uh, aren't you, aren't I don't you get... supposed to be in lockdown? Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I think that starts tomorrow, Grant. Um, oh right. Uh, uh, well, yeah, I guess anyway. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you might get me in trouble here. <laughs> what I was going to say was. Um, I, I hope so because I, I don't get to go to, uh, to every event. So I was actually meant, meaning to, I'm on, uh, I'm registered to go to Townsville. So I'm hoping that we'll have have uh, an event to happen there because, uh, yeah, as well also for Supercars to have had the six-week break with uh, between Talonbend and Darwin and then be ashamed to kind of then have another big break, uh, you know, just when the momentum started kicking up again. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, COVID isn't too bad here yet, but uh, yeah, obviously the next few days will be pivotal. Well, we'll see. We definitely want to go racing. We definitely want to go to Townsville. It's such a great event. And uh, mate, I really hope that I see your face up there. Uh, right back at you. <laughs> Connor from speedcafe.com. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And we thank Connor from speedcafe.com joining us to tell us a little bit about the news. Tony D, are you planning to buy some of supercars? <laughs> We've lost enough money in motorsport. Thank you. No, 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 no. No Delbertos will be buying supercars. But, yeah, I do agree. I think there's some very good candidates in there to purchase the category. And I think it does need some fresh blood, um, some people to – it, run with it, you know, uh, maybe make some changes and revitalize the championship because it's a, it's awesome. There's no doubt about it. But I think with the people they're talking about, very successful people within motorsport, they can take it to another level. So fingers crossed. And I think, you know, hopefully it'll be good for the teams as well. You know, they're investing a lot of money all the time. And I know when we had our team um, and when Archer Capital bought in, you know, we got, got a little bit of money there to uh, help fund things along and, and help our program. So uh, hopefully the teams get a little bit of money back from the sale and they can invest it back in their own teams and, uh, you know, make the show bigger than what it is now um, and make it more successful going forward. Well, we uh, lots of change in the supercars, of course, Gen 3 coming up. We've got uh, a potential sale, uh, plus, we've got a new a championship to uh, to finish as well. Now, one guy who has been to every round of the championship so far, and he's going to go to every other round of the championship. It's Garth Tander, and he is, of course, now a firm part of the Fox Sports broadcast team, and doing an absolutely amazing job for a uh, for an ex race car driver, a very successful race car driver, he, he uh, certainly knows how to talk his way around the game. He plus he's still doing lots of racing in GT World Challenge Australia. Uh, Fanatec, Fanatec. And, sorry, Fanatec, and uh, powered by AWS. Actually, I noticed on the weekend uh, watching the Grand Prix that uh, there was a lot of things powered by AWS as well. They power a lot of things, AWS. <laughs> Lucky we have the power from the race fuels. That is what, uh, that is the most, the best power that you could get. Uh, anyway, we've, uh, we're going to jump online with Garth Tander right now. He has won Bathurst more times than most can count. Uh, he's a former supercars champion. He is now a commentator and we are lucky to have him on the line. So here he is, GT on Parked Up. And it's great to welcome Garth Tander back to the Parked Up podcast for the second or the third time. GT, thank you very much for coming back on. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. Hey, um, it's been a uh, been a pretty busy time for you. Let's talk a little bit about Darwin and certainly some of the stuff that you were doing. It's probably a little bit different to what you thought might have been the case at the very start of the year when you signed up to do the TV stuff. You got thrown into the big chair. Uh, yeah, well, um, through circumstances that no one of none of us wanted, obviously with Neil's um, condition. So um, it's great news that he's on the recovery, and we hopefully will see him very soon again. But yeah, into the big chair. Um, there was there, I was going to be in the big chair at some stage this year. So 
was probably five weekends into my TV career. I wasn't expecting it to be that soon, but um, yeah, uh, it was uh, it was a big weekend. Um, lots to do in the background, but uh, yeah, really thoroughly enjoyed it. You certainly uh, have done plenty of that with uh, with other other sessions, uh, Super Two, and uh, some other bits and pieces throughout throughout your time. So it's not something that was like a complete surprise for you. But look, from the outside, you feel like it feels like you've just um, just sat into the chair and it was almost made for you. That's what it feels like for myself and a you know many many others out there in the industry and the and the fans as well. Did you? Uh, did you did you think you'd feel so comfortable? Uh, look, I didn't know. Um, like you said, I've done a reasonable amount, actually going a long way back. I used to do like Nations Cup um, post-produced commentary and, and then the, the trackside stuff for Channel 10 post-produced with Grant Denyer way back when. Uh, so I've been doing it for a little while. But then um, obviously this year my role in pit lane during the supercar session and calling super two and some of the support categories, you certainly becoming more and more comfortable with it. Uh, the thing that was so much different calling main game was obviously pit stops and things like that and calling the pit stop cycle and, and understanding the best way to call that um, because we're all race car nerds and we've all got um, data and info and predictions that'll predict where people will come out after the pit stop cycle. And I didn't really want to give away, so it's no point saying, oh, Grant Rowley's going to come out one second in front of Tony Delberto because of you're course. giving the story away before it happens. Yeah. So just understanding the best way to call that and um, and um, and get comfortable with the pit stop cycle. Um, Mark and Neil, Mark Scaife and Neil Crompton do an awesome job. And there's so much going on with, you know, spreadsheets running, you've got team radio in the background, you've got producers talking to you in your, in your ears, there's so much happening. So just understanding all that and getting comfortable with that side of it, um, you know, in the Saturday race, well, I probably felt like I was a little bit rookie, whereas on, on the Sunday race, I felt much more comfortable. It certainly didn't come across that way. And I think you've... Uh fitted into the role really well right from the get-go um, at Bathurst earlier this year. Um, but when you say you were going to take the big boys chair at some point in the year, surely that was going to be the Bathurst 1000, which would mean that you would be ruled out of racing, um, which would be great. So was, was that the case or not? I love how you're thinking of completely yourself there, Tony, and, um, <laughs> you know, asking that question. Uh, no, so one weekend this year at all, that I won't be working with the TV crew at all is Bathurst. So, um, so no, um, fully contracted to Red Bull Ampole Racing for that one weekend. Um, we'll do a little bits and pieces here and there, um, some stories here and there probably. But um, no, Tony, you'll still have me in the co-driver cup uh, at Damn. Bathurst. Um, yeah. But I think, Murph, I think on that, I think Murph was down to take my role at Bathurst in the TV world. And then he's gone and done this wildcard deal. Um, uh, so he'll be racing. So there might be a job for you there, TD, if, if you're keen. You know. <laughs> no, 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 I'm all locked in, but maybe Grant. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Grant, sure. Grant fancies himself. Oh, Does he? Sure. No, 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 definitely not. I know my I'm a, know my role in this world, just one second faster than Tony D through pit lane. That is, that is where I'm at. <laughs> Hey, GT, you've got a, a bit of a retro shirt on there. Yeah. Uh, what was it, 2006, seven? Uh, I'm wearing my tall HSV dealer team T-shirt at the moment because I've been outside working on the kids' go-kart. So, um, there you go. Yeah, the prize still fits you. It's shed attire. Everything Champ still fits me, mate. <laughs> championship, <laughs> championship year. Championship year, yep. of course. Yep, yep. So um, I think I'm actually wearing my 2005 HSV dealer team Team pants as well at the moment. <laughs> One thing, the good thing that um, Team Kit comes in useful for is, is working on race cars and go-karts in the shed, you know, 15, 20 years later. Yeah, then you had some go-karts on the weekend as well. Your two young ones were out and about uh, playing around. I saw your uh, your social media, which had um, suggested that you, you were having fun with the kids at the karting, but... Um, the weather difference from the racing you did the weekend before was slightly different to the karting you were doing down here in Victoria. 
uh, on the weekend. How did they go? Uh, well, first thing about the weather, yes, it's 30 degrees when I was at the racetrack last weekend in Darwin, and now it was felt like at Oakley uh, in southeastern Melbourne, it felt like it was minus five at the car track. Um, yeah. But uh, kids had a great time. Uh, their um, their careers suffer because of my work. So given I'm working 14 supercar weekends a year, and I think there's seven or eight GT races this year as well, they miss out on a lot of racing opportunities. So um, whenever I'm able and at home, uh, we're racing on the weekends. Um, so they missed out a bit, but um, yeah, it's school holidays now. So we'll be hitting the go-kart track a fair bit during school holidays. Um, so yeah, no, they're loving it. They're having a lot of fun. It's, um, it's their thing. I mean, they do it because that's what they saw mum and dad doing when they were growing up and they wanted to do it. So we only go to the track when they want to go. And when they realized school holidays went far away and I was going to be home for a bit, they, they booked in a lot of practice days. So we'll be living at the cart track for the next week or so. Hey GT, I'm, I'm looking for some miles prior to the Bathurst 1000. I mean, we're doing bugger all laps. Um, do you reckon I'd fit into Sebastian's cart? I think you probably wouldn't, you would fit in Sebastian's, my smallest. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't fit in my daughter, Scarlett, cause she's 10 and quite tall. So you probably wouldn't reach the pedals <laughs> in that one. Um, can, can I hire it for a day and just- I'm sure I could do you a very, very expensive deal, TD. To <laughs> we can do a deal. You'll be on massive budget. You'll be on massive wages at Shell V Power Racing. So I'm sure you can- Hey mate, there's no Penske involved anymore. Settle down. <laughs> <laughs> I've come back, come back down a fair bit. Back to reality, mate. Back yeah, to reality. that's right. That's right. Well, GT, speaking of extra miles, you have been doing some GT World Challenge Australia laps and you're actually leading that title after, after three rounds. I tell you, Yas is doing a, a, uh, an amazing job and you've sort of mentioned that after each of the events. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's all looking pretty good to take the sprint title, but um, yeah, it just uh, feels like it's such a big gap between yeah. between the events. Yeah, I can't. It doesn't. I can't even really remember the last time I drove the GT car, which was the Ben Supercar weekend, which feels like an eternity ago. But mm. yeah, squeeze three sprint or GT World Challenge sprint events into the first three months of the year. I think it was three or four months of the year, and um, yeah, it was really really crazy busy with my supercars TV commitments and the GT stuff. But now we don't drive that car till September or something like that at Sandown. So massive, massive break. But um, but yeah, like you said, Yasser's done an awesome job. Um, and in those Pro-Am events, and Tony would know because he, he's done it in the past as well, when you're sharing the car with an Am driver, and these guys are hugely successful business guys generally, but they're ultimately very, very competitive because they're competitive in business and they're competitive in their motorsport as well. They're very, very driven and very, very competitive. And, um, and Yas has done a ton of work, a heap of work to continue to improve his driving. And, um, and he does an awesome job. He really, really does. So my role is really to make sure he feels as comfortable in the race car as he can at every racetrack. There's no point me doing an extra 20 minutes of practice and finding two tenths of a second. Whereas if we can give Yasser that extra 20 minutes of practice and making him feel comfortable, then he, you know, he finds big, big chunks of lap time. So whilst, um, you know, I'm out there racing against, you know, it's been this year, it's been Chaz Mostert and the other Audi and Shane Van Gisbergen and Jamie Winker. Um, I probably am not as fast as those guys, but it's a, it's actually a definitive plan is to make sure that Yasser's more comfortable because that's where you get bigger bang for your buck in the lap time. So that's been working really well. As you said, we're, we're leading the championship and got a reasonable points gap going into the final round, but um, it only takes one DNF and, you know, it's game on. So, um, you yeah, know, what's that? September, still got a couple of months. So, um, you know, we'll get ready for that one soon. And what else have you got planned um, prior to the Bathurst 1000? Obviously, maybe some ride days, a test day. I know I just missed out on doing a test day mm. recently up at QR. Um, with the travel restrictions, it's been quite tricky to get those extra miles that we, we all sort of look to have prior to Bathurst. Are you going to do some more TCR? Uh, maybe S5000? No, you actually no. couldn't fit in one of them. Uh, <laughs> no. no. Um, uh, I've, well, I'm like UTD, missed that Queensland test day last month, I think it was, because of um, Melbourne lockdown. 
Um, but team were comfortable um, with me missing it because they're comfortable with where I'm at. I've done two ride days for the team this year already. So we did a ride day straight after Sandown. We did a ride day after the bend. Um, and um, Shane being Shane meant that I did exactly every ride in our <laughs> 97K. I think he may have done. Well, certainly after Sandown, he didn't do any rides because of his ribs. So that was a fair excuse. But um, but then at the bend, he said he's had some sort of headache after Sunday night. So, <laughs> so um, he did about five rides at the bend. So I've done plenty of miles in the car. Um, and yeah, yeah, I've got another test day. We've got another two ride days, I think, before the before Bathurst and and the and the pre Bathurst test. So um, hey, that'll end up being still miles more miles than we did last year with all Absolutely. the stuff. So um, I'm fortunate that have done plenty of miles in supercars and now in my third year at the team i know where all the switches are in the car and what all the buttons do and what all the levers do when you pull them so um you know i'm pretty comfortable hey, i did got... want to ask you just before grant pipes in there um <laughs> when uh, grant went to uh, darwin he had to flee there flee victoria for quite a period of time <laughs> to actually get across the border did you have to do the same thing yeah, yeah, had to go, had to be out of the Victorian red zone for two weeks. So there was obviously all the all the Victorian-based teams and drivers and all the rest of it. They all were out for two weeks, and I was the same. I was in I was in New South Wales for two weeks before Darwin. So um, we were fortunate enough to be able to take the family. Leanne's family are in Sydney, so Leanne and the kids came with me for a period of time, um, and we were still under the same lockdown rules, but just in New South Wales. But um, but Leanne's family have got quite a big farm up there, so it was good for the kids. They could get out and muck around and do all the rest of it. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, obviously you have to do what you have to do to keep the show on the road, and all the Victorian teams showed that last year, and hopefully we don't have to do too much of that this year. Yeah, a bit of swings and roundabouts at the moment because now Victoria is the safe zone and everywhere else seems to be um, a little bit cooked, which uh, feels nice. But we've got a really important race meeting coming up with uh, with Townsville. Um, yeah, even though, you know, all the Victorian teams right now can get up uh, to, to far north Queensland and get it done. Uh, maybe some of those uh, southeast Queensland teams might be a bit vulnerable. There's a lot of Carrera Cup teams and Toyota 86 teams that are going to be affected by this this Sydney stuff. There's only a couple of weeks until we get going. What's your read on it? Oh, how do you, how can you have a read on it? Yeah. I mean, what are we at the moment? We're sort of two weeks out um, or under two weeks now. Um, how can you have a read on it? Because it changes hourly almost, especially mm. at the moment. I mean, I, didn't have my phone on at all on Sunday when I was at the go-kart track with the kids. And then um, actually Adam DeBore was there with his young fellow racing. And and Adam at the end of the day goes, oh, have you heard about everything that's going on? And, and then you find out about Sydney and then Queensland and then Northern Territory and then Perth and all that's happened in eight hours. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you plan for something um, that far ahead with what's going on? Uh, it's very, very difficult. Thankfully, I don't have to make those decisions, but... Um, Politics aren't in your future. No, that's not in my job description. So, um, uh, look, at the moment, the way it stands in my world, some a lot of the TV people aren't able to travel to Townsville, but they're fortunate that, that those roles can be done remotely. Um, and as you said, there's, there's a, a, a large amount of um, support category teams that are based in Sydney that, uh, as it stands at the moment, there's border issues to go to Queensland. And then, yeah, then there's the southeast Queensland, the Brisbane greater area that's that's um, under, you know, got cases going on as well. So, um, you know, we'll wake up on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday this week and, and the goalposts will continue to move. And that's, that's the current world we live in. So I think the best thing is to plan as though it's happening and expect that it's going to happen until we're told otherwise. <laughs> GT, uh, Shane is having a, an amazing season so far. Um, who do you think can actually challenge him for the championship going forward? I mean, the championship almost feels like it's almost done, um, but who can challenge him on a weekend basis? Oh, look, so I have to be very um, definitive here and take off my 
um, co-driver T- hat. Oh, you got to put your co-driver hat on. No, no, I put my my um, TV analyst hat on. Oh, okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, look, I think this year, yeah, well, clearly Shane's having a very, very strong year, and um, and you know started strong, and and even uh, you know what they call a bad weekend was at the bend and he still scored the most points. Yeah, so so a a championship year is defined by your worst weekends, not your best weekends. So I still, I feel like at some stage, there's still some bad weekends ahead for for the team because you can't continue to have a year like they're having at the moment for all 14 events. Bathurst 1000. Well, I certainly hope it's not the Bathurst 1000, but um, (laughs) but, um, to... To the second part of your question, who's going to beat him on a weekend by weekend basis? Um, look, I think Anton is probably the one, but I, well, I, at the start of the year, I would have said Cam Waters, mm-hmm. um, and it looked like he was going to be the one. But you know, he's just you know starting to lose a little bit of that edge. I mean, Darwin hasn't been traditionally a great event for the Tickford team uh, in recent memory, so. We sort of, I wasn't expecting that they were going to be real strong, but Anton really looks like he's starting to step up speed wise, but, but he's not, still not putting full race weekends together. Um, you know, he's proven with his qualifying speed at the Bend and at, and at Darwin. And then Will Davison backed, the, backed that up as well with the Shell V Power cars, very, very strong in qualifying trim. But a lot of mistakes sort of, you know, in Anton's race game at the moment. And they've had a few reliability issues, a couple of engine issues this year at Sandown and then at the Bend as well. So it's hard to say who's going to actually, over the course of a full weekend, put their hand up and say, you know, they're going to take it up to Shane. But, Mm. um, you know, Jamie, a lot of people are not really talking about Jamie at the moment, but he's, um, you know, he's in his final year and, you know, he's going to want to have success. I think Cam Waters. Chaz has been doing a good job as well. Yeah, but their inconsistency is still mm. there. Um, and, and I think that's why it's hard for us, anyone to sort of definitively put up one or two particular names and say that they're going to take it up to Shane. And maybe that's why Shane's having such a good year because his bad weekends are still better than the other guy's mm. bad weekends. So um, there's still a lot of twists and turns. And you know, a lot of people are saying that the championship's almost done, but we're not even halfway yet. So, um, you know, when... When and if he gets to a full weekend's points gap, like a 300-point lead, that's when it starts becoming difficult for for the contenders to, to take the championship off him. But um, while it's still mathematically possible, anything's possible. Um, GT, we thank you for joining us on Parked Up. One final question. Of course, I'm going to ask you, um, you know, would you like to see two Enduros back? And I'm sure <laughs> the answer to that is yes. But the... Uh, the little thing for 2022 is um, when we go racing in those endurance races, if there is one or two or three or however many, it's going to be in or potentially going to be in probably in a brand new car. Uh, I guess you've probably been keeping track of all of the Gen 3 stuff. There's been some There's been some good news stories out of it all. There's been some weird news stories. There's been some variety of uh, comment and... Uh, and feedback that that supercars has received what's um what are we uh 16 months 15 months out of gen 3 what's your take oh so a couple of questions in there i think there was wasn't there enduros i've, I've, I've thrown bit, a lot in yeah it was enduros um would i like to see more than one um yeah i think so i think so that's more from a tradition point of view I think when we were, used to have three endurance races, I think that was too many, to be honest. Um, as a main game driver, I thought it was too many. And then even as a co-driver, I thought three was too many. No. See Tony shaking his head. Tony no. shaking his head there because he just wants to put a bigger invoice in. But um, I think... 100%. Um, I think as far as the championship goes, I think three races is... Three events is too much of a percentage of a championship year. So I think two is okay, and um, I'd like it to see go back to two. I think it's unfair on the younger co-drivers to expect them to turn up to Bathurst 
and do a job. Um, so I think um, two would be good uh, to go back to that, a traditional curtain raiser to Bathurst and then Bathurst itself. And then Gen 3. Um, to be honest, I haven't paid a lot of attention to the Gen 3 stuff because it's still um, in its formulative phase. Um, you've seen all the renderings of the cars and I've seen some drawings of the cars whilst I've been at Triple Eight in the past because they're doing the, the GM car. And um, look, I think it's interesting. I really do. I think, I think it needs to be embraced because it's very rare that you get to have a clean skin build in, um, in a category. So I think it needs to be embraced. There's always going to be detractors and all the rest of it, and that's part of it. But I think it's, it's exciting. I'm, I'm keen to see what it looks like. I'm keen to see what it sounds like. I'd be keen to see what it drives like if I get the opportunity to drive one. So um, yeah, look, I think um, I'm, I'm an I'm a, um, interested spectator at the moment as to how it's going to go. And is your hand up to do some uh, pre-miles if they uh, they need someone to get to get in there? I know Tony's putting his hand firmly up to uh, get his bum into it as quickly as possible. I think it'll be good to have Tony to do it because you need to make sure that he can be able to see over the steering wheel to drive the car. <laughs> um, uh, look, yeah, I'd be I'd be keen. Um, I'd be keen to do some driving um, in the in the testing prior. Um, to roll out, you know, in the, like the evaluation testing, but I'm sure every other main game driver and every other co-drivers put their hand up. But if they feel, supercars feel that um, I could offer them something from a testing perspective, I'd be keen to do it. But I haven't gone to Adrian Burgess and said, um, yeah, I'm ready with my helmet, stick me in, coach, sort of thing. But um, if, if the opportunity came up, then I would take it for sure. DT, we thank you so much for joining us on Parked Up. Uh, we hope it won't be the last time and we hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Hey, uh, one, one little oh. question. One last question. Okay. GT, are you going to come on Saturday? Oh, yeah. Hey, he's local um, boy. Oh, this is for um, the book launches. Yes. He um, knows. I did send well, him the email. Um, I did get the we put him on the spot. We put him on the spot. I have replied because we'll be at the go kart track with the kids. So um, ah. I am sorry, but um, I am a big fan of the concept. I've spoken with Grant already, and I think it's a fantastic concept. And congratulations! And uh, um, thank you. I hope that it thank continues you. to to rake in the millions that are currently. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. I'm and not sure about um, that. It's a, um, a movie deal and all sorts. <laughs> in the well, I did say to Garth uh, at the airport when I showed him just before we we're heading down to Simmons Plains, I think it was, I'd said to him, Oh, look, I'd really like to do a book on you. And he said, no, 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 no. You have to do it on Leanne. So uh, that might be part of the, uh, the second series that we, uh, that we do. Um, We've, of course, I've got Molly Taylor and uh, and all a whole bunch of other legends, and uh, both yourself and Leanne have um, been a, a great uh, great servants to the uh, to Australian motorsport. So either one of you guys would uh, would make for an excellent little hero. Oh, if I could be a little hero like Tony D'Alberto, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, Thanks boys. Garth. Thanks, mate. See ya. Well, it's nice to chat to GT once again. His second time on Parked Up, and I know that he's been waiting for a, another invite. <laughs> uh, but I am a little bit disappointed he's not going to attend your book launch this Saturday. Oh, I know. I know. He, he literally lives just down the road, so there's not really too many excuses. I know he's going go-karting with his yeah. kids. I mean, mm -hmm. he could have postponed that. Sure. It's a big deal. I it's a big deal. For the industry, this is it's the biggest thing that's happening this weekend. Absolutely. I would have thought. Well, certainly the biggest thing in the motorsport industry in the east of Melbourne. And anyway, we can't have GT, but we will have Jim Richards. We will have John Bow. We will have Tony D'Alberto and all of Tony D'Alberto's family <laughs> who I have roped in to come and make sure the head count is strong enough. Yeah, yeah. We're going to uh, push up those numbers, that is for sure. I tell you what, though, talking about my family, Mm -hmm. um, and pushing up numbers and getting involved. They've basically taken over the reaction performance boot camp on a Saturday. <laughs> That's right. That's and, right. And my sisters have now recruited my little sister, Annie May, mm -hmm. 
Oh, jeez. And Nick, her boyfriend. So there's there's two more of them. I said to Lee, like, I need to get her a, a discount. Yeah. Hey, that was a lot. my whole family. That, that's right. That was a lot of fun on the weekend. If anyone uh, would like to see what Tony and I got up to on Saturday, uh, we did some Instagram stories. Of course, you can check it out. Uh, look up the Parked Up podcast on Instagram, and um, we made some uh, we made some funny little uh, Instagram story videos of us um, sort of uh, sweating, sweating it out. Sweating it out. Yep. Well, I was sweating anyway. <laughs> you looked like you were just having a uh, Saturday afternoon stroll. I did. I tell you what, though, I pulled up pretty sore. Mm. Yep. Very sore. Yeah. No, but that was all the deadlifts and uh, yep. those those the I don't know, what's the one where you lay down and you push the, the bar bench over press. the top of your head bench press. That's it. Yeah. That's, I'm that's not very good at one. I'm not very good at my gym uh, terminology. <laughs> and it was actually the first session for our good friend Matt Kidd as well. Oh uh, yeah. He, he's yes. joined as well. So he's he's a mad keen mountain biker. And uh, just trying to compliment his riding. So Lee's helping him out a little bit before he gets ready for the nationals later this year. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. He was saying that he has one big race coming up at the end of the year, very similar to yourself with the, mm. with the Bathurst 1000. And he just wants to make sure he's absolutely ready for it. And who better to put you in shape for it than our good friends at Reaction Performance. Hey, you can come down and join Tony and his family um, uh, every Saturday uh, and every other day during the week if you live out in the east of Melbourne. But the most important thing about the in the east of Melbourne, it's this Saturday. It's at Realm Library, and you can come down and help uh, myself um, and my family and my friends uh, launch these new Little Heroes books. We've got a couple of the heroes who are coming out. It's at uh, the Realm Library in Eastland uh, and um, we'll have a, a couple of uh, special guests. It's from 11 a.m. Uh, and uh, yeah, as soon as we're done with that, there's a, uh, a, a little pub just tucked around the corner there. <laughs> That's where you'll find me from any time after midday. <laughs> Until midnight. Quite possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly. All right, Tony, let's uh, pull the pin on this one. Um, I'll see you on Saturday at Realm. We'll launch these things and uh, we'll celebrate with a beer after. Sounds good to me. See you, mate.